Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli. You know, from time to time, I'll go to iTunes or some of the other platforms and I'll read the reviews you guys leave. And there's new reviews every week and I find them just not only inspiring, but humbling. So I thank you all for all the great reviews you've left. I really wanted to read this one because from time to time, I'll pluck one out and just read it here on the episode. And this person says, as a practicing CPA who services larger non-real estate clients, I found this podcast to be excellent as a way to get caught up to speed regarding real estate investing before I ultimately dip my feet into the world of real estate. I have already recommended it to friends and family and look forward to continuing to listen to the podcast. Well, whoever you are, because there was no name, I greatly appreciate that. So you're going to love today's episode. I'm sure most, if not all of you have heard of the concept of personal development, but what is it? Personal development is essentially a lifelong process. It is a way for people to assess their skills and their qualities and consider their objectives or desires in life and then work towards realizing and maximizing their personal potential. So it's really an ongoing effort to maximize your personal potential. So why is personal development important? There are many ideas that surround personal development And one of which you may have learned back in school, if you remember this far back, is Abraham Maslow's process of self-actualization. That's a big word. Well, Maslow was an American psychologist who was best known for creating what many of us refer to as his hierarchy of needs. And it's simply referred to as Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You see, Maslow suggested that all people, all individuals have a built-in need for personal development, which occurs through a process called self-actualization. He described human needs as ordered in a stacked hierarchy with each level being dependent on the previous one. And it's only when one level of need is satisfied can a higher one be developed. So think of it like a pyramid. You've got six or seven different layers like an Egyptian pyramid stacked from the bottom being the largest up to the top being the point. So at the bottom of the hierarchy are the basic psychological needs for food, water, sleep, and even sex. In other words, these are basics for survival. You need food, water, sleep, and sex to survive. But above that, that second layer, the second layer is the need for safety and security in both the physical sense and the economic sense. Above that, you have the third layer, and that would be the need for love and belonging. Above that, you would have a fourth layer, and that refers to meeting the need for self-esteem and self-worth. This is the level most closely related to what we call self-empowerment. Above that, you have that fifth level, and that relates to the need to understand. And this level includes more abstract ideas such as, you know, our need for curiosity, wanting to learn more, the search for meaning, the search for purpose. Then the sixth level relates to aesthetic needs such as beauty and symmetry and order in our lives. And then finally, the top level, that seventh level of that pyramid, is the need for self-actualization. Maslow said that all people have the need to see themselves as competent and autonomous, and that every person has limitless room for growth. So think about that. If every person has limitless room for growth, the possibilities are essentially endless. And it's just a matter of what you're willing to do and how far you want to take it. How far do you want to grow? How much do you want to grow? 
So self-actualization refers to the desire that everybody has to become everything that they are capable of becoming. In other words, it refers to self-fulfillment and the need to reach your full potential as a unique human being. And we are all unique human beings. When you think of great teachers and gurus in this personal development space, you might think of people such as Tony Robbins, who I think one of every three Americans has heard of him. Tony Robbins, Brendan Burchard, who, by the way, was on our show. I, there's two episodes with Brendan Burchard. You can go back earlier this year in 2019. Dan Sullivan, Brian Tracy, Lewis Howes, T. Harv Ecker, Darren Hardy, and Les Brown, among many other greats. One of my favorite in the personal development space, and possibly the greatest business philosopher of our time, was Jim Rohn. I used to listen to Jim Rohn for hours when I was younger. Several years ago, I had the great fortune of meeting his business partner, Kyle Wilson, and we hit it off right from the start. I'm happy to call Kyle my friend, and I'm happy to be able to introduce him to you here on the show right after this quick message. All right, it's my pleasure to welcome Kyle Wilson to the show. Kyle is the founder of KyleWilson.com and Jim Rohn International as the 18-year business partner with his mentor and close friend, Jim Rohn. Kyle has filled hundreds of seminar events, created and produced hundreds of products, and built a 1 million person subscriber list before selling to Success Magazine and then retiring for eight years. He is also the author of his book, 52 Lessons I Learned from Jim Rohn, and Other Great Legends I Promoted. Kyle is also a great friend of mine. So with that, Kyle, welcome to the show. Marco, my honor and pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, it's great having you on. I've known you for a number of years now. It seems like probably three years and been to so many cities and done so many things together. You're a wonderful person, very sharp marketer, and very well connected. So tell us your story. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be what you're all about and how you met Jim Rohn, because I love that story. Wow. Well, hey, again, my honor to be here, Marco. It's like when you joined the group we're part of, and I'm like, hey, you make me better. You make us better. And again, I'm a fan of your podcast, a fan of you. And uh, so again, it's an honor to be here. Yeah, I grew up in a small town in Texas, Vernon, Texas, never went to college and had a small little detail shop as my first business, eventually a gas station, a little bit of an entrepreneur, ended up with 10 employees. But by age 26, I'm like, okay, I'm, this wasn't going to keep working for me. So I sold everything, moved to Dallas, Texas. Within a year, I, I got a job working for a seminar promoter where I had to cold call companies, 100 calls a day book myself to go speak, try and get meetings, and sell tickets to a seminar. Eventually, that led Marco to me starting my own seminar company, and I would travel the country, go into a new city like Chicago or Washington, D.C., and in 70, 80 days, put on a big event. I would hire Jim Rohn, hire Brian Tracy, or hire Ogmandino, usually two speakers, and we're talking 91, 92, 93. And then in 1993... I made Jim Rohn an offer he couldn't refuse. I said, hey, Jim, I think you're the best speaker in the world. I'm a pretty good promoter. And we launched Jim Rohn International. And, of course, Jim was the philosopher speaker. I was the marketer. It was actually my company. I owned it. And I said, listen, I'll pay for everything, and I'll pay you a percentage of all the bookings. That first year, it took him from 20 speaking dates at 4,000 to 110 dates at 10,000, eventually 25,000. And we started creating products. And I have this thing called the wheel. 
I'm from Texas. I always spell it out if we don't have a visual, but you know, <laughs> and there's a hub and I put jump. This is a sheet of paper I drew in 1993, the wheel, a little hub, put Jim Rohn and each spoke was a product or service that Jim had at the time. He only had a handful. He had a book. He had an audio series. He had a one day seminar and a two day. As part of the marketing I teach people is you have to get people on the wheel and then how do you take them around it? And my big question became, how do I get more people on the wheel? And when I talk to people about how do you create a spoke for your business, you got to build it around your secret sauce. And Jim Rohn's secret sauce was he was a wordsmith. I assume many people on your uh, in your audience know who Jim is. If they don't, he's the guy Tony Robbins calls his mentor, Darren Hardy, Eric Worre, many people. And Jim was this amazing wordsmith. So we created a little quote book, became a viral marketing tool as a gift book, had a two and a from. Six million of those later, our business was taking off. And it wasn't just that. It was getting them in front of more audiences. You know, just to cut to the chase here at the end, I found, wow, I was booking Jim so aggressively, I started another company called Your Success Store. And that's when I went back to Brian Tracy and Mark Victor Hansen and Les Brown and Zig Ziglar. And I started booking them as well for big speaking engagements, and then creating products with them too. I created over a hundred different products with Jim and Dennis Waitley and Brian Tracy and Ron White, and who's the two-time U.S. memory champion. And then when the internet came, moved quickly from antiquated putting on events to how do you capture this ability to, to reach people from your, I could work in my office and sit at my computer and go build a list. So you were the marketing mastermind and the marketing machine behind these legends, these greats, the person that most people didn't see, but just ran the machinery to make sure that these people shared their vision, their message with the audience as big as you can make it. Well, in particular with Jim Rohn, and I later became Dennis Waitley's agent, Chris Widener and Ron White, but Jim was the guy. Now with Brian Tracy and Les Brown, those were more joint ventures. I mean, they had their own company, they had their own machine but I was able to collaborate and create some products that we joint owned. And of course, they would speak at my events. As landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that thousands of landlords have to deal with the headache of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there was a trusted way to help prevent the headache of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which can help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. Now, for a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. First, make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score. Built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Second, reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. And third, get critical information quickly with a full credit report and criminal background and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, Smart Move can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental properties. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment and evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, 
and enter code NORADA25, N-O-R-A-D-A-25 at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, and great tenants. So if anyone's listening to this and you haven't heard of some of these names, you really need to look into them, whether it's on Amazon or doing a Google search. We're talking about some pretty impactful, amazing, transformational people that have been very significant in my life from a personal development perspective. I remember listening to Brian Tracy probably 35 years ago. I mean, this was a long time ago. Jim Rohn was certainly instrumental. But Kyle, you've worked with some of the most amazing legends in the personal development space here. And, you know, Jim Rohn is one of my personal favorites, the late, great Jim Rohn. Unfortunately, he passed away. But you've worked with Brian Tracy and Darren Hardy and Les Brown. From your experience, what would you say these guys all have in common? I mean, it just can't be coincidence that these people are just great and they have a great message and they're very inspirational for people. They must have some common denominator, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would think so. But it's there is a little difference between all of them when I think about how they ended up where they ended up. But I would say, Mark, what the common thing is actually there is this genius that they have. Like, for example, Jim Rohn wasn't necessarily that ambitious. Like he really actually didn't want to be famous. There were <laughs> things. I had a three book deal with Simon and Schuster with uh, Tony Robbins, publicist and agent, and Jim turned it down. And so there's so many things where Brian Tracy, on the other hand, was very ambitious. Mark Victor Hansen was very ambitious. So I wish I could say, yeah, here's the three things that they all had in common, but it was, it's complex. They were all a little bit different. They all had things that really worked for them and things that didn't. I could tell you specifically what I thought about each one, but trying to find the common threads, it's a little difficult. Well, let's talk a little bit about Jim Rohn then. One of my favorite Jim Rohn quotes was, never wish life were easier, wish that you were better. And that is, to me at least, it was very impactful because it made me stop and think about why myself and other people say, geez, I wish that was easier or that's so hard. Well, maybe it's not that hard. Maybe you just are incompetent or ignorant <laughs> or or just, you know what, you haven't practiced or put it into play. So I think that plays into so many levels of people's lives from work to family to personal finance. What are your thoughts on that quote? And then tell me, do you have a favorite Jim Rohn quote? Because maybe he's got so many, but he does. I love that quote. In other words, don't wish it were easier, wish you were better. It's a whole line, it's a whole series of those type of thoughts, right? But it's so true. In fact, I was 27 when I first met Jim Rohn, and it literally changed my life. Here, I grew up in a small town, never went to college, didn't have a mentor. And if you don't mind, can I share a couple of the things that really impacted my life after I met Jim Rohn? Please do. First one was, he said, the major key to your better future is you. And subconsciously, we think, no, the major key to our better future is the government or the president or who our parents are or all these other things. But at the end of the day, regardless of the president, some people are going to succeed and some aren't. Regardless of who's in power, regardless of who your parents are, you can take siblings, one succeeds, one doesn't. And when I really figured that out at age 27, that Really, all the most important things in my life I have control over, beginning with my thoughts, beginning with what I decided how I was going to use my time. Am I going to watch mindless TV or am I going to start reading books? I really became a student. I just realized 
all these excuses I had really were just that. They were excuses. Once I realized, no, I get to determine the most important things in my life. That was powerful. The other thing Jim taught me was that success is predictable. It's almost like a garden. If you've ever planted a tomato seed, right? Eventually it's going to come up. And if you take care of it, you water it, you get it the right ingredients, it's going to produce tomatoes. It's a predictable process. And once I had faith and I really believed in that, it changed my life. Marco, you and I both see a lot of people in sales and you in particular, the investment world, right? And it requires faith. It requires faith that if you do all these predictable things, you're going to get a result. And I see so many people that don't really believe in the process. So they shortcut it. They're looking for the quick fix. But if you really understand the process, then there is no quick fix. There is no shortcut. It's like having a vineyard. That's going to take you about five years at the very least. But if you believe it, if you know it, and if you have a vision of what you want to have, you'll go through the steps. And so once I learned that, it helped me do things the right way. I became a student. Like, okay, there's a sales process. You know, Jim Rome would talk about the numbers game of sales. So that was really impactful. Another thing he taught was, he said, if you want to be successful, learn to bring value to the marketplace. If you want to be wealthy, learn to be valuable to valuable people. And again, you and I, we know a lot of people, they're good networkers, but they don't necessarily bring value. So he taught me to lead with value, put all my energy and effort into how I bring value. And I would say for you, having a podcast, that allows you to bring value to the marketplace. It also allows you to be valuable to your guests that come on. You're now getting their message out in the marketplace. And so I ran with that too. How do I go fill big rooms? Because candidly, you know, Les Brown, Mark Victor Hansen, so many of those people, Darren Hardy, they actually came to me. Robin Sharma, a lot of, a lot of Canadians in my world, by the way, uh, which you'll appreciate. <laughs> But, you know, Bob Proctor, all these guys, but they would come to me because I was filling up huge rooms and then built a huge list. But that got back to a principle Jim taught me, learn to bring value to the marketplace. So those were some of the powerful things that in the beginning really transformed my life. And it got down to this keyword that Jim Rohn talked about, and it's your philosophy. And so when I meet people, I know you're the same way, we're checking out their philosophy, right? You kind of give some people enough room to hang themselves, if you will. Like if you're going to work with an investor, if you're going to take someone's money, or if you're going to give them your money, you kind of want to know what their philosophy is, right? That's the most important thing. And you test, are they win-win? Or are they someone that they're thinking win-lose? So you do little things to test it. And so I'm constantly doing that. But to me, I look at it as philosophy. It doesn't make doesn't mean they're a bad person. Sometimes they just bought the wrong plan, as Jim Rohn would say. You know, they bought the plan of, I'm here to take instead of give, and whatever it may be, right? So again, these were just huge, life-changing thoughts, and it was all principle-based. And today, I'm a marketer, and I take take objection to most of what I see being done out in the marketplace, because most of it's a quick fix. They're churning through people. It's very tactical. And I'm a tactics guy. You don't build a million plus list without tactics, but it's tactical at the expense of principle. And I truly think they're going to, they might get short term front end results, but true marketing has a compounding effect. 
Right? That's the great thing about the investing world, the compounding effect. A good business has a compounding effect. A good podcast has a compounding effect. But when you're churning through people and you're being tactical to the expense of principle-based, you're just getting a quick transaction, but it's not compounding. So again, that all really came from Jim Rohn for me. That's There was so much great stuff there. That was incredible. I totally agree on the philosophy principle, just having a philosophy, because even everything we talk about as a company involved in investment real estate is all centered around an investment philosophy. Are you a flipper or are you a buy and hold investor? And what surrounds all of that? Uh, another thing you made a comment on is that success is predictable. Wow, that is huge. That is so true and so predictable. Because if you have the right strategy, if you, first of all, if you have the right philosophy and then the right strategy and then the right plan, at least I personally believe that your success is almost guaranteed. And the only way to fail is to quit. If you don't quit and you have the right plan and you follow through with every single step to execute on the tasks to achieve those goals, it's almost impossible to fail. The third thing you said, something about not being able to control things like the economy. And I've always said, and I've said it on this show many times, that you can't control the global economy, nor can you control the economy as a whole. But I personally believe you have control over your own personal economy. And if that is true, then you really have no ceiling to what you can achieve if you put your mind to it and you put the right people and tools in place. So yes, you can control your own personal economy. And that's, I think, what you should be focused on from a personal financial perspective. But we're talking about personal development and whatnot. So that was a lot of great stuff that you contributed there, Kyle. So thank, thank you for that. And can, can I add something to that? Yeah. So Jim would talk about all the things you just were going through. And at the same time, yeah, sometimes a hell, a hell storm comes and knocks out your crop. Sometimes a tornado happens, right? But more times than not, when you do all the right things, good things will happen. It's very predictable. And again, it doesn't mean it's foolproof, but what else are you going to do, right? You just have to go out and put the right thing together because as you and I both know, you're going to fail. You're going to have things happen. You're going to have the perfect storm hit at times, but it's still your best opportunity to succeed. But the person who's throwing Hail Marys and who's constantly trying to take the shortcuts, that's almost a guaranteed way for failure. Right, right. In my opinion. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I don't know if this was you or Jim Rowan. I know you had this in your 52 lessons. Are you a yes or no person? Can you just take like, well, however long you want, but half a minute and explain what that means? Yes, that was a Chris Widener. So Chris was a guy I promoted, worked with. And Chris, because now here's one thing about if you're a yes or a no person, I think it depends what you're talking about, right? If your daughter is asking you to go to Europe by herself, all of a sudden, you're a very no person, and she's a yes person. If you're asking her to do her chores and clean the house, now you're very much a yes person, and she's a no person. So I think it has to have context. But his whole point was, he says yes to everything, and I'm the guy always saying no, because I was the promoter, I was the marketer. But I think we all have things that we're a yes person about, and we're always seeing the opportunity, we're seeing the positive side. And then there's things that we become very experienced at and we know that we can see all the pitfalls and maybe that's not the wisest thing to do. But yeah, that was just one of the lessons with Chris. 
I just want to throw this out there. In case we don't come back to Jim Rohn by the time we end this episode, I want to make sure that people listening to this look him up, yeah. order his book or his CD or his audio, whatever it may be. Listen to him. There are audio clips on YouTube. Tons. He's got an interesting accent. He's, for me, relaxing to listen to, but certainly motivational, but more inspirational than anything else. He he really helps to just make sure your head is screwed on straight in case it's twisted out of shape. So it's very powerful. A thousand percent. Yes. So you partnered with Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield on one of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. It was Chicken Soup for the Entrepreneur's Soul. And that whole series was just a, a smash success. They sold millions of copies. In fact, I think I was reading that they r sold over a hundred million copies all in all. But apparently you had an entrepreneurial aha moment during that process. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but can you share it with us? I'm not sure if I do know what you're talking about, but I do know what you're talking about with Jack and Mark, and I'm happy to share that experience. Okay. So as I recall, your aha moment with that, actually, <laughs> I wrote it down. Uh, what was it when Mark shared with me they were going to sell 100 million books? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, you had yeah. a limited print run on that. And I guess he opened your eyes up, as I recall. Right. Vision was so narrow. And he said, no, this, you have to think big, something like that. Right. Yeah. No, thank you. So Mark was a guy that I met him, and he was the polar opposite of Jim Rohn, personality-wise. And we were doing these two-day events all over the country. Mark, I said, you know what? I'll have him speak for a couple of hours on the second day in the morning time. And so I booked them to start speaking, and they had just come out with Chicken Soup for the Soul. They had sold a million copies, and they were going to do a second book, then a third book. And he said, Kyle, you pick any title you want. You're in. I want you to be one of our partners on a book. And I said, well, I is an entrepreneur, right? So I said, listen, entrepreneurs is what I would love to do. So I partnered with Mark and Jack on Chicken Soup for the Entrepreneur Soul. And I remember Mark telling me one day, and he, again, Mark was a big thinker. And he said, we're going to sell a hundred million books. And I'm like, that's crazy, Mark. If you guys sell 10 million, you'll be the biggest book franchise of all time. They went on to sell 600 million. <laughs> he used to correct me and say, Kyle, it's 400 million now and then 500 million. Then I ran into Jack Canfield three or four months ago and he said it's 600 million. Mark's still a good friend. He's spoken at my Dallas inner circle, my LA inner circle, amazing guy. But that really changed my life because he got me thinking so big in the, in the 52 lessons. The one I share about is expanding our mind and I call it stretching the rubber band. And once the rubber band gets stretched, it never goes back. And Jim Rohn would talk about you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And hanging out with Mark was very different than hanging out in the small town, the people I grew up with, and even the majority of people, maybe the church I was going to, you get around Mark and he changes the way you see everything. And it truly expanded my thinking and changed my life. And that is why it's important to spend time with. I think one of the takeaways here is that a lot of people are limiting their own beliefs on what they think they can do and what they really can achieve. So your perception of what you can achieve is not based in reality. What you're probably capable of achieving is probably 10 or 100 times more than what you think you can do. And so you shouldn't limit yourself. You, you need to have that same aha moment that you had. 
and not limit your thinking. Think big. Think really big. Some people call that the big, hairy, audacious goal. Right. And Mark didn't hit all his. I mean, he had a lot of big goals, right? And some failed. Most failed. But when you have one that hits 600 million books, your life will never be the same. That's an enormous number. I mean, it's crazy. But he saw it. He had a vision. He saw it. He manifested reality based upon a huge vision. And he did whatever he had to do to make it happen, right? And Jack and him, that was a great partnership. I got to watch them in action. Jack was the inside guy and Mark was the outside guy. And I was with Mark all the time. In another Canadian, we would go to Dan Sullivan's strategic coach together. And I'm talking like 1996, 97. And everywhere we went, he had two phone calls he did every day for the book, no matter what. Whether or we go to a television station, we're in a town. He was constantly promoting chicken soup. And from stage, this is a good reminder for all of us. Mark and Jack both would tell stories out of the book. They didn't necessarily always tell their story. They're telling other stories that people could connect with. And you and I have talked about books before. And that's something I'm always talking about is in the Jim Rohn quote books. One of our big things, I created this quote book so people could give it away. I did them for Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar. And what the power of telling someone else's story and sharing that, you know, to create a relationship or to create a connection. Yeah, that's great. I'm actually working on my own personal story right now, even though, you know, right. I think I have one, but now I'm actually working on it. So what you're telling me is actually making me stop and think right here and now about it. It just doesn't right. have to be my own story. I can share other people's stories. So that's great. And what I call that is hooks. If I'm talking to an audience, if I'm doing a speech, I'll tell a Jim Rohn story, then I'll tell a... Keith Loss from the NFL or Phil Collin of Death Leopard when I filmed with him or Darren Hardy and these different hooks. And then people will come up afterwards and say, I'm the biggest Darren Hardy fan or love Death Leopard. They're my favorite band or Jim Rohn changed my life. And so putting out different hooks that people can connect with. And I do that on my website. I have a lot of different collaborations I've worked with in the visual. So whatever someone can relate to. And that's the power of the Chicken Soup book is they had a lot of different people in it with a lot of different stories. Was there a great quick takeaway from that book that stuck out in your mind that maybe is applicable for real estate investors? Well, again, it's just the tenaciousness, the resiliency. Jim Rohn had a, one of my favorite things he would talk about, the twin killers of success or greed and impatience. And greed is when you want something for nothing, right? You're not, you want the shortcut. And impatience is when you just expect things sooner than the natural process. And I think if you look at all the great entrepreneurial stories, there was some risk. There was definitely resilience. There was definitely patience. There was faith. You have to have faith for what you're doing. And having said all that, it's still not always going to succeed, but you'll be smarter. You'll be wiser. Even if it does succeed, that doesn't mean it's going to keep succeeding, right? There's all these lessons and all these hurdles. And ultimately, it really kind of gets down to what you're wanting to accomplish at the end of the day. And that's one of the things, again, I loved about Jim Rohn because he talked about lifestyle, right? It's not about, at the end of the day, who has the most money. It's living a great life. And that's something I challenge myself all the time is to say, why am I doing what I'm doing? Do I like what I've signed up for? Is this what I want to keep doing? Do I want to keep, if everything's compounding, if you do it the right way, you know it's compounding, 
It's a compounding in the direction you want. Right. If you put all the pieces together and you know, okay, wow, this is going to keep growing. Is it growing the direction you want? Are you building the business, the life you want? Yeah. And so I think because ultimately, whether it succeeds or not, you're still going to have to say it's just making me happy. Yeah, so true. Wasn't it Darren Hardy that wrote The Compound Effect? Yes. Yeah, so there's another great book. So many great books. So Darren's my 25-year good friend. He came to see Jim Rohn. He came to see, I would do Big Brian Tracy two-day events, and he would come to that, and then we partnered on multiple deals. And then when I started a company called the Success and Training Network in 2006, and Robert Helms was one of the guys I brought in to be part of that, Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, all these people. And I told the guy I was partnering with us that I don't have time to run this. I already have Jim Rohn International and your success store. I know the guy. He's in San Diego. Let me see if I can get him up here and he'll run it. And so I ended up hiring Darren to run the TSPN. And then a year later, I ended up selling all my companies to the guys who were buying success. I'm like, you know, Darren would make an amazing publisher of success. And so he became the publisher and I coached him for three years. We met every month. He would come to Dallas. He still lived in San Diego. And we met, how do you shepherd this million plus Jim Rohn list I had? We're still great friends today. That's awesome. No, he's got some great material. You mentioned, you know, having a why, and that reminded me of the book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And that's a great book, a must read. And then The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, another great book. And speaking about books, I mean, you've helped over 200 people become number one best-selling authors, published authors, and many of those books have hit number one in so many different categories. And thanks to you, I'm a contributor in one of those books and soon to be another book coming out later this year. Is there a secret formula to this book publishing success? Because you seem to have a very good track record. (laughs) Again, I'm a little bit of the anti-marketer. I don't like a lot of what I see in the marketplace. I think a lot of it's BS. I think people are paying too much. The only thing worse than paying too much is not getting the right result. And that's the thing that drives. If you pay too much, but you get the right result, okay, forgiven. But if you pay too much and you went down the wrong road, not forgiven. And so for me, what happened is I have my inner circle. I have all these coaching clients and they were paying way too much and not getting the right result. So I did this little book called Passionistas. It was a, a passion project to, with one of the LA inner circle members, Erica Della Cruz. It was these 40 millennial women, a lot in the fashion world, entertainment world. And the value proposition was not only would they hit number one, but we would give them a coach and we would pull their story out. And then I thought, well, let's do some marketing calls. So I would teach them how to build a list, build an audience and all the things that worked for me. And, uh, you know, again, it did all the right things. So from that, I started doing some additional books where I would have my inner circle members and coaching clients primarily, and then some outside people would come into. And so it's been something that's been a lot of fun. We have 17 boxes. We help people check off when they're part of the book. It's about a fifth of the price of what people think we're going to charge. Because again, it's something that's fairly easy for me to do. I've sold millions of books as a publisher of the 25 years. I know what I'm doing. I have a phenomenal coach and editor. Again, I just try to figure out what are all the boxes my coaching clients need to check off if they were going to do a book. And that's what we try and provide in these books that we do. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Appreciate that. Cool. So let's wrap this up. One last thing. You run a great mastermind group. I've really enjoyed the people 
inner circle there. And you network with some really great people. What is the biggest thing that you're most excited about today? What lighting the flame for you? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm starting a podcast called Success Habits of Super Achievers, the title of the next book that you're part of, and got some amazing people lined up to be on that podcast, including hopefully Marco Santarelli, who will be joining us. And of course, our good friend, Robert Helms. There's so many amazing people, right? Darren and those guys, Brian Tracy. So that's got me really excited. I've had that on pause for over a year for a lot of different reasons. But I knew once I press go, I want to really run with it. My inner circles, I do 18 days a year all over the country. And I love every one of them. I never feel stressed that I'm about to fly to LA, which I'm doing next week. And you'll be there, right? And Tom yeah. Burns flying in from Austin and Dana Samuelson and all these amazing people, Mauricio Earl. And I love what I'm doing. And that's the question I constantly ask myself. What do I want to do? Where's this taking me? Am I enjoying it? As you pointed out, you know, I built a pretty amazing business and I sold it and I retired eight years. So when I came back out, I said, I'm only going to do what I want to do. And sometimes you kind of go some different directions and you make a few mistakes. Uh, but for now, it's just really wanting to enjoy what I'm doing, but most importantly, enjoy the people I'm doing it with. And I think that is the secret sauce to our inner circle is we have really, really, really good people. And I remember when you joined, it's like, Mark, I really want to have you part of it because you'll make us better. And that's what I'm constantly thinking about is because we've had amazing special guests come to the inner circle. I'm always thinking when they come, I want them to be blown away. You know, yeah. Phil Collin and Def Leppard did an inner circle at my house in Dallas with us. Jeffrey Gittimer popped into Philadelphia, all these amazing people that we've had as guests and they leave going, wow, that was an amazing day. Yeah. It's really because of the quality of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Cool. I want to thank you for your time. You're a great person. I really enjoy my friendship with you. Tell our listeners how they can find you and, and get more information about you or what you have to offer. Thanks, Marco. KyleWilson.com, K-Y-L-E, Wilson.com. Uh, my 52 lessons we've referenced multiple times is actually free. It's a free weekly lesson. And like you said, it mentions all the people we've talked about, many more. If they go to the website, it's right there. Just clear as day how they can just give me their email and they'll start getting a weekly lesson. It's very powerful. I have a lot of free resources uh, on my website, a lot of free downloads, books, interviews with Darren Hardy, Brian Tracy, multiple people and over a hundred blog posts. So kylewilson.com is the best way. Cool. Awesome stuff, Kyle. Well, again, thank you for your time. This has been great. Marco, thank you so much. See you soon. Thanks. I really hope you enjoyed this episode with my friend Kyle Wilson. And we talked a little bit about Jim Rohn and some of the other great legends. If you enjoyed this, by all means, let me know. Leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever you use. Um, and you know, I think that goes a long way to help you share and spread the word with other people. If you have any questions, be sure to contact me through PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com. If you are interested in real estate investing, learning more or anything like that, contact my team. We have investment counselors to help you get on the right path to financial freedom. And that's what we want to help you do. And if you haven't already and you're listening to this, please click that little button on your smartphone or wherever you're listening and remember to subscribe. Thank you for listening, and we will see you all on the next episode. Are you a 
on track to achieve your financial goals? Income-producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.